1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. There's
0: a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers are people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen.
1: All right, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo, and I'm sick of flowcharts flow charts but you know what today is a glorious day for jazz fans because our man our guy rudy gobert made third team all nba over carl anthony towns over clay thompson but really over carl anthony towns because you're picked by position it's a big
0: time victory for rudy i uh, mean but if rudy had to shoot threes uh he would have but it's just not his role <laughs> rudy gobert best center in the NBA. I
1: don't care what anyone says. You don't accidentally win third team all NBA, you know. It's no accident. Rudy Gobert leads this Jazz team to the playoffs year after year and now he's being rewarded for it. Uh I'm a fan. And I think it's two-time All NBA center Rudy Gobert now and and probably two-time defensive player of the year. So congrats to Rudy. Yeah. But but what this means is rudy's now uh eligible for a supermax get that and- cat. get secure <laughs> that bag <laughs> and i think maybe we both i don't know i i get the feeling we have differing opinions on it a little bit I maybe, think, I, think maybe I think we do i think we do we've been
0: we've been going back and forth in on in in text all day um <laughs> i know what i think i know what i believe but i want to hear what you think Milo. okay what is your take on this it's a lot of money. It's a lot so to put it in perspective, so it's an estimate. So whatever um, so uh, I basically when I calculated out what his Supermax would would be, um, I was doing it off of the uh, basically the the average increase of the salary cap for the last like five years, took that took that rolling average and then threw, uh, ran it in of what it would be um in uh 2020 I believe it's what is it 2021 when he would be able to to sign, uh that's when his supermax would kick in uh, so uh for those of you who are at home a supermax contract is when a player uh, earns all NBA honors or defensive player of the year honors consecutively and they can be mixed or matched evidently we learned that today um so uh and, and in two consecutive years uh, within two years of them um, being eligible to for their next contract, so there we are at. They also have to play seven seasons in the NBA. So Rudy and the Utah Jazz would not be able to open up negotiations on this until the fall of 2020. So we're still. Uh, so this is not something that we're going to see in 2019. But what? Uh, but the summer of 2019 could affect us. We'll talk about that later. But the amount of money that Rudy Gobert uh, could secure if um, if the Utah Jazz and them were going to uh, um, come to agreement on this would be possibly in his first year, first year thirty five percent of the cap, forty four point seven million. Next year forty eight point two million. The next year fifty two point one million. The next year, $56.3 million, and the final year would be $60.8 million, And he would be 33 years old in that last year. Now, the thing to remember on these is it only counts towards um, a certain percentage of the cap. Um, so even if it goes over that cap um, or the salary cap decreases for a year, heaven forbid, like the NBA hits hard times or weird things, um, it doesn't count towards that salary cap. So um, it, Utah would still be able to possibly get a third player. Um, the problem of that is, um, and what gives me trepidation of giving Rudy Gobert that amount of money over the past four years, Rudy Gobert has been worth that money in spades. He's been worth that money. He's been an all NBA guy in 2016, 2017, and probably should have been one the year prior. Um, he should have, he, he should be getting his third straight defensive player of the year award, but he's getting his second. He's, been an insane force, and he's improved year over year over year. He has an insane work ethic. The way he um, is able to free guys um, on on screens and screen assists is amazing. He's a trigger to the Utah Jazz's offense. What worries me is um, you you should never as a front office pay somebody for their service retroactively. If you get caught up in that and being like, well, they've given so much to our organization, we have to pay them for what we didn't, what what they weren't getting, then all of a sudden you start you get a, an albatross of a contract, and we've seen so far that these supermax contracts have killed teams. We see it with Washi- the Washington Wizards. The only reason it's uh, we see it actually down in in Houston with Chris Paul and his supermax. We see it. Um, we don't see it with the with the Golden State Warriors, but Steph Curry is going to be. He's thirty one right now, and He's starting to get to that age where if anything happens and all of a sudden the Golden State Warriors go from being a dynasty to, oh my gosh, this contract is a killer. Um, And the problem with the Supermax, and I know I'm ranting, but the Supermax is too late in a player's career. That's the problem with it. If if teams were going to give out a Supermax, they should be allowing a team to sign a rookie to a seven-year contract to Supermax money after their first contract, then all of a sudden you have him tied throughout his prime and you're like, boom, if he agrees to it, if he wants that cash. But now it's the second contract and all of a sudden you're like, hey, do you want to give five years to only two years of your prime and then we're on the hook for the rest, rest of the three years? And big men descend faster out of their primes because gravity is a bitch. And so that's what worries me. I know Rudy Gobert is worth this money right now. I know he's worth he he is worth this cash, but I'm not sure he's going to be worth that money at age 33. Even if he has a killer work ethic, like what what Utah asks him to do athletically on the defensive end is insane, is absolutely insane, and requires top level athleticism. If that dips down even just a hair. And we've seen it when he's coming back from, from injuries last year when he just wasn't himself, and he just is a shell. And, and 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 so that a difference, that difference of being one of the league's elite defenders and not is just a hair difference. And age is going to show that really, really quick when he starts getting older. He's not always going to have those Adonis abs. I hate to break it to y'all. Okay. I yield the floor. <laughs> All right. So, to the gentleman. My from question
1: is, like, do we back the Brinks up, truck back into Rudy's driveway or at the Jazz? Do we open it up into <laughs> his living room? Because this man is the best center in the NBA. And tonight, you know what we saw tonight? We saw tonight Marcus Saul old man Marcus Saul dominate Giannis. The Raptors are
0: uh, going to the NBA finals probably after they finish but, the. What Bucks. can he do? What can he do? What can he do that Rudy can't do? He,
1: well, he, I know he's not the defensive player of the year it's this a year kind because of a big Rudy theme. Gobert is the defensive player of the year this year, two-time defensive player of the year, first-team All Defense, third-team All NBA. The Jazz are better when he's on the floor. When he's not on the floor, they're the fifth worst record in the league. Before Rudy Gobert started playing on this team, we were nothing, and now we're the we're the best defensive team in the NBA. Every single year. I I don't – I mean, yeah, like Rudy Gobert, Gobert could get injured and he could – you know, all sorts of travesties could happen. Kawhi Leonard could go down with a thigh injury and the Spurs had to trade him and things like that can happen. But I don't know what the alternative is to Rudy Gobert. Like,
0: I mean, I guess if you don't want to pay him a super max, like – I mean, I, I understand. He can still – and I'm okay. I'm okay with paying him a five-year max. Um, I, I think like the supermax. Here's what the supermax does, and and it's so stupid. Like, team small market teams were like, oh, we're losing our stars, and it's putting us on hard times when we lose our stars because we don't put butts in the seats and everything. And then the NBA was like, well, how about we, I don't know, like make you go broke before <laughs> you lose well, your star. I just, here's another question. I've, I've never understood the supermax. Like the supermax, like they're like, we want you to keep your player. And they've even said that once you start making like, you know, insane amounts of money, you know, to us mere mortals, I'm just looking to get my student loans paid for. And, 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 and Gobert's going to be able to buy himself <laughs> eight universities. And so, um, or, or one USC degree. Um, so he is, he's going to be able to, uh, but once you reach a certain amount of money, it doesn't, it, it it doesn't seem like a raise anymore. So it doesn't really help small market teams at that point. They're like, I'm already making a lot of money. And what's the difference between, you know, like 180 million and 240 million. It's, it's $60 million, but I'm already filthy rich and I already take care of my money. And that's more money than I'm ever going to use in a lifetime. And so at that point, player players are going to go to a place where they can, where they're going to win. And if they can get more exposure, because like for a player like Donovan Mitchell, um, he's making that cash. He's making as much money as some max players right now through probably, probably through his, his sponsorships. He's going to get a signature screw deal. Guy's going to be making some, some dough. And so, and so these players that doesn't really keep them there. And, and here's the other crazy thing that we're not talking about. Rudy Gobert could make a good ton of money. Um, Utah could say no and be like, no, we're not going to give that to you. or. Utah might be like, we want to give this to you to stay, and he might be like, peace out. I am going to go to a winner because you know crazy things could happen. Utah could trade for Mike Conley, and Mike Conley could be hurt for two years, and it just doesn't work out. And he's like, I am just not seeing it, seeing it here. Um, it's 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 a weird scenario. And adding to it, in twenty two twenty three twenty two two thousand twenty two and two thousand twenty three season, the NBA CBA agreement ends. And so the Utah Jazz might not be too keen on signing a big deal like this because they're like, we could be the last of <laughs> the last of these giant dinosaur contracts, and it could the way the league goes, we could put our we could hang ourselves by the noose by ourselves and not even allow other teams to beat us on the court. We will have already beat ourselves in contracts. I mean, I I think, I I think there's a lot. I think there's a uh, I th- but I I think we'll know more. Um, At the end of next season, of where Utah wants to go and what where things are trending, I I honestly would
1: do it tomorrow if I could because Rudy is just I I mean I I I understand there's a lot of risk, but there's two questions you got to ask if you don't want to give Rudy Gobert the the max, you first got to ask yourself, well, what's the like, what's the plan then? Like, if it's not Rudy Gobert, if we're worried like that, Rudy Gobert is going to get injured. Or if it's just going to screw the cap really bad when Rudy's 33. There's got to be like an alternative to it. Like, is that are we saying then we got to trade Rudy now? Because personally, I he is just so he impacts the game in a way that no one else in the league does. I mean, if Rudy Gobert impacted the offensive end the way he does on the defensive end, he'd be Steph Curry. The way he affects the way he affects the game on the defensive end. Is unmatched, and the thing that people don't realize is that he affects the offensive end almost as much. Now he's not a shooter like Karl Anthony Towns or you know like for, or uh, Jokic even, but the way he sets screens and opens up the offense for other players, and then the fact that after he sets, and he's literally the best screener in the NBA, and it may sound like lame, but. It opens things up for Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell that make that has helped him get his money and his shoe deals and his thing, and honestly, might be the biggest selling point to a player coming here, saying, "Hey, remember Gordon Hayward when he was on the Jazz, and then remember, see what has happened to Gordon Hayward without Rudy Gobert setting screens every offensive set." That's not a coincidence. That's not just like that. Like there's a reason that that's happening, you know, and and there's yeah. a reason that. But we but we talk well, about and I and I'm just saying Go that. Ahead. Rudy Gobert is the linchpin to the offense, and that's not a joke. That's very legit. There's a reason that the offense improves when Gobert's on the floor, because he sets those screens, and mm-hmm. then he is an elite, elite rolling big. He's the best rolling big in the league, the literal best with points per possession. And the thing that's frustrating for me, and I think this is going to be something that the Jazz might start, and the Jazz probably already knew all this. They probably were kind of curious to see if Gobert would win third team All-NBA, but I'm sure they figured... Uh, with defensive play, he was going to get stuff.
0: Defensive player year, they were
1: going to have this. Discussion. I'm sure the Jazz yeah. have already thought this through. The thing is, is that Rudy's never had four shooters around him. He's had Donovan and Joe to start with, but what happens when you put shooters around Rudy? And what happens if you have shooters around Donovan and Rudy running pick and rolls? Like, how good does this team become? This team has a chance to be so much better than we even realize, and then we might look back at the Supermax and be like, you know what? He's out earning that super max. He's the best defensive player in the year. Different best defensive player in the NBA. He continually improves his game. And honestly, I mean, yeah, at 33, Rudy Gobert might take a step back just because that's just natural for players as they get deeper into their thirties to slow down a bit. But his, his length and size and game, uh, his athleticism takes him to elite level, but he's always going to be a force on the floor. Even after five years, uh, if he loses a step because of just, he's going to be a smarter player. He understands how to defend. It's not like he's going to forget how to set screens and be the linchpin to the offense and roll to the rim and things like that. Like it may not be quite to the level. It will be the first three years of the super max, but that's okay. And then at that point, you know, worst case yeah. scenario in year five, if you absolutely wanted to, you could trade him. But personally, I would love to see Rudy Gobert retire. A jazz man, he's been—I mean, honestly, i don't know if people remember, but before Rudy started getting minutes on this team, and—and and reminder that when Rudy started, he couldn't hardly catch the ball, and you know all sorts of problems with foul trouble and things like that. The Jazz became a winning team, and this was when Rudy wasn't playing very well. Yeah. So now, if you have Rudy Gobert playing like he is now where he's just an absolute force on the floor. Like just a reminder to everyone that the guy who won first team all NBA at center scored two points against Rudy Gobert the last game of the year. He's, I mean, Rudy Gobert is just an absolute force. I, I like, I have no qualms about it. And the other thing too, if there's no, like you've got to have a plan. If you don't, if you don't sign Rudy, you've got to have a plan because that's like, what message does that send to your fans? What message does that send to Donovan Mitchell? What message does that send to potential free agents who come here? Because right now I promise you the Boston Celtics, they're going to struggle to get guys that are going to want to sign their long-term. They might not even be able to, like we haven't even seen uh, what Al Horford's going to do, but the, the fact that they just kind of trade guys because of cap things sometimes you commend it and then sometimes you like when things go awry and players know that if i go to the celtics i could be traded tomorrow (sighs) like i don't know it's a scary message to send to these these guys i I, it make
0: uh, well i don't think i don't think it's a scary message because i mean rudy gobert is going to have his pick of the litter like if if Utah's like we can't afford that, we're not gonna be able to. We're not gonna do that. That's gonna limit things. He's gonna be like, any player, most players are gonna be like, yeah, I could, I could see that. Like, I don't think, like, if it was them being stingy on a on a regular max contract, yeah, I think that would send a bad message to to opposing teams. But I think what the super max does is instead of being like, hey, you know, like. I got you the engagement ring and you know check out the diamond like the Supermax basically says if you don't if if that sucker isn't the largest diamond in the store then what message are you sending them like it 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 puts this superficial the superficial and I'm not not superficial like 60 million dollars is a lot but it it puts this unnecessary unnecessary um Puts the team in an unnecessary situation of and of conflict with their with their star player because they are all like they're already going to give them a max contract, but what what that does then is they're saying, hey, okay, um, and and it was designed for small market teams, but if well, it's you think about it, backfired. Rudy Gobert's contract, yeah, it's it's backfired a lot, and that contract is worth like so it'd be about a quarter of a billion dollars, which, by the way, is how um. <laughs> um for that would make four rudy gobert's worth as much as the utah jazz franchise mm-hmm. now that's it that's a weird that that's really weird that's doesn't <laughs> that make zero sense and and um and we've talked about how utah's paying too much money right now into their big men for Rudy Gobert and, and Derek Favors, and they can get more depth if they let go of Derek Favors and do some other things. Um, if we have a problem with that, uh, I guarantee like Rudy Gobert making close to $60 million a year is going to, if people, if people are still howling at Andre Karolinko's contract, which they are surprisingly, um, there's going to be a lot on Rudy Gobert. And, and I think that's another thing that Rudy Gobert is going to have to think about because that can be a locker room issue where it's just like, dude, bro's making 60 mil and he's, he's descending hard and he can't even get on the court. Um, we like to say that it doesn't, but we don't know how the locker room chemistry is going to be in 2023 at, versus what it is now. It, we have this – like all of us, and, and this is something like Sam Hinkie preyed on when he was a GM. Everybody thinks their team is going to be – everyone can't see their team being terrible in four to five years. Every, everybody in four to five years starts to get rose-colored glass and be like, I'm going to be in a way better position in four to five years. One to three, people are still thinking pretty realistically and are like, well, I still have to do this. But four to five, my goodness, I, things are really going to work out. And I, I think we can fall prey to that with, with, the, with the Supermax, where it's just like, well, five years is a long ways away, and we can figure it out and kick the can down the road. But if you kick the can down the road and it's and, and Rudy Gobert for the last two years of his contract, is really weighing you down. Well, guess what? That means for the when, when Donovan Mitchell starts his prime, you have an albatross of a contract with Rudy Gobert in decline. That is, say what you want about Rudy Gobert and his work ethic and everything. That is a nightmare scenario for the Utah Jazz if they have a, a star in decline who's making a lot of money, preventing them from making from maximizing Donovan Mitchell's prime. And Donovan Mitchell right now is going to be the. If they had to pick their favorite out of their children, they would go with Spida ten times out of ten. Right now, like that's that's like, it, and so if you're thinking about who is the priority that you're building around and making sure that decisions make sense and everything, I think that's why. Um, a Supermax would give Utah pause. And even then, I'm not sure that Rudy Gobert's personality is just like, F the world, I'm getting my bag, and and I don't care what the team looks like around me as long as I'm getting paid. That just doesn't seem like Rudy's temperament. And I feel like if the Utah Jazz were to give him a Supermax, they would have to push it on him and be like, no, 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 we got it. It's okay. We'll take care of you, and we'll take care of the team. Just trust us on this. Like, they would have to feel like they were in the driver's seat. In that scenario. Yeah, I mean,
1: I it's it's a lot of money and it's a big contract and players notice that thing and and will know that Rudy Gobert is a max player and everything and people are going to come at Rudy when he gets that max and try to dunk on him and things like that. He's uh, going
0: to be a – like if he's not already – if he doesn't already have a target on his back for a poster, I think Tracy McGrady even and Vince Carter, they were talking about guys like they had targets on. They said – Oh, who has who, who has a target on their back now in this league? And the, like the very first name they they said was like Rudy well because he's the he's the pinnacle he's so, Everest.
1: If you dunk on Rudy, he's the best. Yeah, because he is he's the best defensive player in the NBA. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, I I mean
0: I, I understand. I, that, and and the other thing too is we aren't the ones cutting the checks. Like we aren't the ones. It's the Millers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I I I think if you brought Larry Miller up from the grave and told him that you were about to cut a sixty million dollar check for a year's salary to Rudy gobert he'd probably return back to his grave <laughs> well I, just, um, I <laughs> but but at the same time it's gonna be it, the, the salary cap could be way different the, by the time he's making 60 mil the salary cap with the way the NBA is going might it might look at like 1 170 million 180 million and we might be like oh well it's not that bad and it's not it, it, I mean it's still gonna be expensive but we're gonna be like yeah but I mean there's some dudes making making way more than that, and um, it, the hard thing, the hard thing that's so hard about it is that eight percent increase every year. Like when I was calculating that out and throwing that eight percent, I'm like, man, this is it doesn't even rise with inflation. It's just, man, it's 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 brutal.
1: Mm-hmm. I, you know, and those are very valid things. I just, you know what, like if you're if you're always Gonna like quibble about. I mean, the thing is, is like, what's the alternative is the only question. Because if you're not gonna give Rudy the max, yeah, you you better have a really good plan. Because this guy has been a a force since he stepped on the floor for the Jazz. And you know, we talk about Andre Kirilenko's contract, but I also remember what it was like watching Jazz games before Rudy Gobert, and that was rough. (laughs) That was like. And you know yeah. what? It's a very fine line be, be, before if you start not paying your players and you start quibbling over like, you know, margins and things. And like you said, I'm not the one who writes the checks. It's the Millers. It's not too far away from becoming the Suns if you're not going to pay your guys and trading guys away or becoming the 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 Clippers uh, back in the day where they just traded all their guys away because they didn't want to lose money. Yeah, but for- like. Yeah. If you're not paying your guys, then, you know, I understand like you're, but the thing is, is like, and and I, I think we were talking about this before we got on the pod is like, these are the problems of elite teams. And I was listening to Bill Simmons and Rosillo and, and it was, fu- it was interesting to me how quickly they just talked about the jazz being the third best team in the Western conference. And that like the reason the Denver Nuggets and Blazers really got by in this round is because weirdly enough the three best teams were in the same bracket in the playoffs this year it's just kind of how it worked out and honestly the jazz are that mm-hmm. close they really are and it, to me what's interesting about utah is that they're one of the teams that's kind of i would argue they're closer to the warriors than anyone else because their team composition has just not been there since rudy's started for really because rudy's always been on the floor with like two non-shooters or th- at, I think or I can't remember when in the Gordon Hayward years if it was just favors who couldn't shoot, but he's always had to share the floor with yeah. two non shooters, and and he's done all these things despite that. And Donovan Mitchell has been double teamed um, ever since he exploded his rookie year. He's been the focal point of every defense he's ever faced. The Jazz, yeah, like the Supermax is going to be huge, and I actually think the Jazz have a legit shot to get a nice a big name guy. And maybe we'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, I mean, what happens with Rudy if you actually give him some floor spacing in that pick and roll? Does he start turning into like Dwight Howard when he was MVP level with the Orlando magic? Because that's how the Orlando magic team was set up. It was four shooters around Dwight Howard and he just feasted on every other center in the league. And I don't think Rudy's that much. Different than Dwight Howard at that point. He just, he's just always had a a paint packed with other bigs because they don't have to go out on Derek Favors. And there's usually a third helping wing player nearby as well who didn't have to guard Rubio. So I just think the Jazz are really close. I think Rudy Gobert has earned this max and I think he'll earn it. You know, and people are talking about trading for Mike Conley, who is 31 and he'll end his contract on 33. And we're excited to trade for Mike Conley.
0: You know, I, 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 yeah, but he's a guard though. He's a guard. He's like guards tend to tend to last longer than, than, than big men. I mean, we, we can, we, we know how fast Tyson Chandler just like fell off, how Roy Hibbert fell off. Ben Wallace started falling off about 31, 32. He made, he made an all, he made all-star game at 31 and 32, which at, which, Looking back was kind of recognizing the fact that he should have made all-star games before then. So it was kind of like, uh yeah, he needs to be there. And then the Eastern Conference was pretty, pretty mm-hmm. weak. It was just LeBron. Well, and that's and true. But there's the also, you know,
1: Chris Paul is making the Supermax and he's already starting to to fall off. And, and we've seen what's happened to Isaiah Thomas with an injury. It's aging is going to happen to anybody. If Rudy gets an injury or something like that, it's, you know, going to be really bad.
0: And that's why it's yeah. a big risk. And that's like it. Just is, and I think I yeah. And we talked about you. You mentioned free agency, and honestly, like you can go back and be like, lost a lot of money in this and this, and we could go back and forth all day. But I think like the biggest thing is going to be what ha- what Utah is able to get in free agency. Get ready for the greatest roast of all
1: time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May fifth at five p.m. Pacific time for the roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: Um, and uh, whom they are able to get in free agency. Um, is going to allow them to more palatably be like, yeah, we'll throw a Supermax extension at Rudy Gobert and keep him here. And a versus a, well, we're going to wait until 2021 and see the lay of the land and then play it from there. Because um, say, for example, the Utah Jazz are able to get a, a, a younger guy like a Tobias Harris or D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that, um, that player's on contract for four years. And so now you're like, yeah, of course we're going to keep Rudy Gobert on contract. We have these three guys, um, and we'll have the bird rights to um, to this guy. So we want to make sure that you know they they're able to stay here. And so they're going to work to now that all of a sudden they have their nucleus and they can work around that. Um, what are, becomes a problem is if Utah then goes after a Mike Conley, then all of a sudden Mike Conley's contract ends in um would would end in 2021 um at that point he would be let's see here he'd be 34 years old so probably not coming back as a big time piece the, rudy gobert is eligible for supermax and oh by the way donovan mitchell is eligible for a for a big time max contract mm-hmm. um for a five for a five year big time one, so all of a sudden you're looking at that and you're like, okay, this there's a lot of moving pieces in one summer that that Utah is going to be really nervous about, because but then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well now we really have to build around Donovan Mitchell. We weren't we're having to find a third star to replace Mike Conley. Um, what do we what do we do at that point? Um, I think them being able to land a land Tobias Harris helps them incredibly Kemba Walker, I think makes things r- really dicey because <laughs> he's, because he's a small guard um, who relies on his athleticism and that could drop off fast. And so they, Utah could find themselves in, in a weird situation where they have a declining center and a declining point guard at the same time, both making insane amount of money. Um, but I, I think Utah's biggest goal right now, and we've heard it time and time again, even this week, is Utah's really, really keyed in on Tobias Harris. I think they're really keyed in on Tobias Harris because it fits everything they need. If they need a slot, because if they land Tobias Harris, that allows them to kind of see what happens in, in free agency for a mid, to grab a guy with the mid-level exception. And if that guy ends up to being a point guard like a Patrick Beverly, they're like, cool, we're able to get Patrick Beverly and he works n- nicely around Donovan Mitchell. Or if, they're, if uh, Danny Green somehow becomes available and they're like, oh man, we can him next to Donovan Mitchell and we'll throw Donovan Mitchell to the one and then use Danny Green, Donovan Mitchell, and Joe Ingles on, on the perimeter um, w- without a true point guard, we can do that too. And so that allows them to not have to be like, we have to get a power forward. We have to get this. I think that allows them more versatility in, in free agency if they're able to land Tobias funny. Harris. I'm looking
1: at uh, Tobias and Rudy, and Tobias and Rudy are almost the exact same age. Tobias is 26 and 312 days. Rudy is 26 and 331 days. It's funny how the, the supermax changes how you look at those guys. But, uh,
0: Well, his supermax wouldn't kick in when he's like, Tobias Harris is going. He started the league when mm-hmm. he was nineteen, so he's been in the league for seven years. So his contract starts when he's twenty-seven and ends when he's thirty-one. Rudy's would start. Rudy Gobert's contract starts when he's on the tail end of twenty-nine and on the tail end of when he's mm-hmm. thirty-three, which is it'll different. It'll be uh,
1: it'll be uh, it'll be. I don't know. I just think Rudy Gobert is just phenomenal. And if they can get Tobias Harris, which actually I think is really,
0: really possible. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's staying. It, it, I I do think he's on the move. I, I think with all the reports that are going out there, it doesn't sound like Philadelphia is in the top three. It. The more I look at it, because he's like, I want a good locker room culture. I want a good organization. I want a strong organization. Philadelphia. Had to go through the callers experiment with D'Angelo. They jettisoned uh, – why am I forgetting his – hinky, the jettisoned hinky. Uh, They had locker room problems that were pronounced before Harris got there. And they kind of quieted down. But you don't know if it was just a don't – just leave it in here. Don't let it get out to the press type of thing. Um, And and, and then you had the immaturity of Ben Simmons, which – is well-known throughout the league. So it doesn't sound like that's his cup of tea. And then you have the nets who are solid and they, I I love what the nets organization has done. It's I I can't trash talk them at all. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they kind of remind me of a Utah, a Utah East. They, they built through the draft without ever having to um, have a high lottery pick. Not their doing (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> More on Bobby Marks doing than they're doing, um, but uh, but it, but they were able to build a strong team. They got Karis Levert. They got D'Angelo Russell. They got um, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. They got all these really good guys. Jared Allen. Um, they got amazing guys. Um, without ever ha- uh, being able to have a, a top lottery pick. They, they're amazing. And they, their player development is amazing. And likewise, you have another Utah East in in Indiana, which has done very similarly, try- hasn't really bottomed out too, too bad, has um, stayed competitive despite losing Paul George, despite having Roy Hibbert fall off, despite uh, trading George Hill away. Um, and they're right back in it. And honestly... Out of those two teams, I think Indiana's a hard uh, man. Um, it's between, I think it's between Indiana and Utah because that's, if I was Tobias Harris, like you have a chance to play with Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner, or you have the, the and Miles Turner is basically a younger Rudy Gobert who can stretch the floor a little mm. bit, but just not as good, not as good defensively as Rudy Gobert. But he was in the he was in the defensive player of the year he running. Was, he was he good. got a lot better this good. year. He got a lot better this year. Now now can he get better? Like when Rudy Gobert was like a defensive force, he just was a defensive force.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but uh versus Utah, which is similarly built. You have you have your ball dominant guard and your uh your rim running, rim protecting center. And so they're built very similarly. They have strong organizations, good coaching, good player development. Um, the the only thing there is like you know what are they going to do with Sabonis? Well, and um, is Sabonis going to take those minutes? The thing with uh, Indiana
1: too is they've got um, Bogdanovich is might not even be on the team next year. Uh, and and that injury to Victor was it was a bad one. And you're not quite sure what he's going to come back like. Like, is he going to be the
0: same player? Is he going to be right? And I honestly think if and Donovan is younger Donovan's too, younger. like he's much younger. So you get to grow and together because
1: one of um you know one of the knocks against Tobias is he's not a high level defender, and so getting to play in front of Rudy Gobert is incredible. And I think honestly, getting picks from Rudy Gobert for Tobias is he's going to be like, I mean, this is like. I didn't know guys could get this open. <laughs> it's going to be the team that I would watch out for a little bit, honestly, and we already mentioned him is Brooklyn because he's from New York. Uh, I think he's got high school connections to people there and things like that. Uh, it really feels like Brooklyn's going to get a guy. I people keep mentioning Brooklyn as a place for uh, Tobias, but also like lots of rumblings about, Kyrie going to Brooklyn. Kyrie and, and KD. We all saw Donovan Mitchell posting that. Uh, well, that's the other thing is that I read is that, um, and and Kyrie's like this eclectic guy. His opinions change by the day, so you don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. But I
0: feel like he's going. He's not going to know where he's going until the day he chooses. Like I honestly don't feel. I feel like Kyrie. If you ask him ten minutes before he decides where he's going to sign, he's going to tell you a different choice five minutes. Then when he five well, minutes before and, he signed, and I read I, somewhere the, that
1: he doesn't want to join KD now. Like he wants his own team. I don't think he knows what he wants to do, and so it could be. But I think he does want to go to New York. Uh It sounds like KD is just dead set on the Knicks, and now that he's off, now that he's hurt and not playing with the Warriors, and the Warriors are winning, and everyone's saying that you know we don't need KD and if you read Katie's tweets, he's reading that stuff. Like he's as good as gone. And it sounds like he wants to go to the Knicks. Uh, I think this stuff with DLO is legit. I
0: like you saw Tony Jones. I, I do think it's legit. I, I think that, I think there's, I, I think if, if Kyrie were to cho- choose the Nets, I do think Russell is instantly going to be a well, jazz um, man. I, I do think so. And it, but it's, it depends on, it definitely depends on Kyrie yeah. because Utah's definitely not going to, they're not going to tie up their cap space for three days just to have Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Like it. I think because, because I feel like Brooklyn, even if say for example, Utah tried to pull us a fast one and it was like, we're going to offer D'Angelo Russell, um, a contract on the first day mm-hmm. and then start the, the waiting period. um, even then, the waiting period doesn't start until the moratorium is over, so there'd be 72 hours from July 4th, and by that point, you already know where Kyrie is going. So they're like, "Oh, okay, we're going to match it," and blah blah blah. And it it so it doesn't really matter. And meanwhile, Utah's tied up their cap space with one guy for and six then days. If they just
1: match it; it's a disaster. So
0: I don't. Right, exactly. Then all of a sudden, it, if we thought the the summer of Gordon Hayward was a disaster, that would be this would be like.
1: It would be bad. Primo,
0: like, coming in number two. this is an
1: important, important offseason. They have to do something if they want to win. Like, they've just got to fill that roster. I I think they're going to go hard at Tobias. I think he's probably number one on their board. Uh, And I think there is a chance because multiple people have just mentioned how just perfect a fit he would be. You fill that floor with spacing around Donovan and Rudy. And then if you're able to, and then you just can like keep the best guys on your team. You can constantly have shooters around them like, uh, Joe Ingalls and right. Royce O'Neal. It's just a perfect fit. It really works really well. And, but you know, if he doesn't, then I think the jazz are going to, they, the jazz obviously probably have multiple options. They can go after Kemba Walker is going to get the supermax option. And I think he's probably just going to take it because I mean, that's $80 million. <laughs>
0: just i i think i think he would i really think he would like some players i think would be like no i really want to go and win or whatnot and maybe he does or maybe that keeps charlotte from wanting to resign him maybe they're like no nah, we're good oh that's so hard because like how do you sell <laughs> because, that to fans? because I, I have no idea what they're gonna do yeah i have no idea what they're going to do as far as like you know where where are they going to go? Because if they sign Kemba Walker to a supermax, it's just like, okay, what what is your team doing? Like what what what's your like? How are you guys getting to your goal? Because all of a sudden you sign this guy to a big time f- uh, f- uh, contract, you guys are still in salary cap hell, and and you're 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 perpetually a lottery team, and being what they're like eleventh or twelfth this year and so it's just like okay so what are you getting there that's going to change your future because people like donovan mitchell don't happen that that often um in in the teens range so what are you Mm going to do and so i i the nice thing for utah is that i I don't feel like it i don't don't feel like it solidified where he's going i feel i feel like it just complicated the matter well, I think of where he's going. I do feel for Clay Thompson, though. I think Clay, like Clay Thompson did deserve to be all NBA. He mm-hmm. he he did. We well, had better and numbers than get
1: Kemba. Kemba shot 35% from three this year, by the yeah. way. Uh, but I think it's funny. We talk about how yeah. the supermarket hurt small market teams. And I don't know if it's ironically, but it might work for Charlotte to keep him. So it might actually work for them. <laughs> but do they want to actually keep him?
0: But 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 would but does it work for them if they're just like it's like congratulations you're in tenth place in mm-hmm. the east forever
1: so it kind of works but in a like, weird way you're,
0: you're in me- you're not good enough to yeah you're not good enough to win not bad enough to lose you're well just the nice mediocre. thing for
1: Utah and the diff- big difference between Utah's situation and Charlotte's is we're not dealing with like these big contracts to players like. Uh, you know, what's the French wing on their team? I forgot his name.
0: Um, oh, like, yeah. You know, like we don't like have him or something. I mean, yeah, it, we
1: have a contract it, with Dante it, Exum who has had just horrible luck with injuries, but even that contract looks pretty good, but but it's nine, it's nine million. million, million and a year. it's a player. Like it's that's, a team option. The that, next, so it's not even a big deal. It's like, and honestly, Dante, if Dante plays really well next year, that could be something that takes us to another level. But, we're in such a better situation yeah. than some of these teams that are just so poorly run that honestly, like if anyone knows how to kind of maneuver this thing, or at least has a pretty good plan for it is Dennis Lindsay. You know, I'm, I'm sure Dennis kind of already has a, a plan and multiple routes he can go, you know, if after he gives the max to Rudy and he'll figure it out. And, you know, in, if it just doesn't pan out as well as you, you'd like, it's kind of how it goes. I mean, honestly, we we teams go through just periods of players. Like we had the Stockton Malone era and then that after that's the Andre Kirilenko era. After that it's the Darren Williams era. Now, then we had the Corbin. Now we're in the Rudy Gobert era and and he's been just it you kind of just got to ride that wave and if it doesn't work out that's great, but you got to ride it as best yeah. you can and that's why this offseason
0: is just so vital because yeah, because if they got like a Tobias Harris, that allows you to, because as you were saying, they're in different eras. The next era is going to be the Donovan Mitchell era, and if you can find a guy like Tobias Harris, um, who's, if you you put him on a four year contract, that allows you to carry over neatly from the Rudy Gobert era and transition mm-hmm. to the Donovan and the thing Mitchell is, one is like- easily, or or a guy like D'Angelo Russell, where all of a sudden you're like. Hey, we can see where the future is taking us. The future is to mm-hmm. this young backcourt. And so when when things, you know, when we hit that time when Rudy Gobert needs a supermax, he might look at it and be like, No, we have really good players. I just want to win. We're so close. Let's let's see what we we can do to, you know, to run it back. He might do the same thing with you know with Tobias Harris and things like that. So I mean, the and and like you said, the Jazz are super close. The Jazz are really really close and the west is going to um go through a lot of turmoil with golden state having clay and 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 draymond and kd is free agents um it, you have houston which it, you can see chris paul starting to uh, steps take steps back you know dis- yeah. descend and 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 yeah and and not being and so um like the houston rockets kind of remind me of like the old utah jazz where it's just like you know, you're going to fight tooth and nail with them. And, uh, but you're just now you're, it just depends on how, how great the bodies work in that night. Um, mm-hmm. fighting the age. Um, and then, then you have teams that are on the rise. Like, uh, while we do say there's an opening, there's also, you have the Kings, uh, the young Kings that, um, are, uh, starting to figure it out now. hope Hopefully, Luke Walton can figure it out without them. The Suns aren't always going to be bad forever, though, though it does make me happy. Um, Oklahoma City, I don't, who knows what they do? Um, they kind of drifted off because Paul George evidently tore bol- was like playing mm-hmm. with no arms. Um, but then Russ is starting to take a step back. So I, I do think the Western Conference is in flux. And so if Utah can. Uh, nab a free agent um th- things things like a big time one they're instantly in that next tier if they don't even if they are you know are only bringing in like say like julius Randle and and or or a miritich and a beverly and a bogdanovich um then all of a sudden th- they're actually still in the conversation for being a really good team because the west is in flux so that might open things up because after the warriors take the descend it might just be curry and clay and Kevon mm-hmm. looney like instead of draymond and kd and all of a sudden you're like hey every really good team in the in the in the west is only has like a core of two really good guys so now all of a sudden it's just like it's strengths and weaknesses types of things. And the new dynasty might be out, w- out East with the bucks or the Raptors. Well, and
1: the thing that people need to um, remember, and I know so, we're running out of time. It's just, it's never going to be this perfect scenario. Cause the ideal is that everyone's timeline just aligns perfectly. And this player's contract ends right when we need to give a contract to this guy and all this type of thing. Like it's never going to be perfect. That's why you get the best GM possible that can kind of maneuver those things. And you've got to keep your guys like you can't lose guys for nothing. And if, if, and I promise you Rudy's going to want that super max, like, like I, I'd be surprised if he didn't. And maybe Rudy does something like says, Hey, I want to win. And if we can pay certain guys to come or stay here, then I'm willing to take less, but I don't know. It might just take the super max. And that's why I'm grateful for Dennis Lindsay because He's managed the Utah cap situation as good as anyone. And I think maybe that's why they brought in Justin Zanuck is so that Lindsey can kind of focus on that, focus on scouting. Because at this point, when if they're giving a super max to Rudy, they're
0: going to have to be really, really good about finding those lo- role players. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that because even the Spurs, which had guys taking pay cuts to you know so people could stick around, uh, they still had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find these guys. And and uh, the, the Spurs were on the cutting edge of developing second rounders. They were on the cutting edge of developing players from the D-League. Um, that's where Quinn Snyder came out of um, um, for the uh, coaching the Austin Toros. Like, they – they and they were on the they were on the, the forefront of finding these these European players that people undervalued. Um, likewise, Utah has been really good about developing G League guys, finding guy guys in value. Um, there there were some glimmers of hope, like if Utah's going to be good next year, and they're going to be paying out a ton of money to another free agent. Um, uh, it, all of a sudden they go from having like a lot of C plus and B minus players to a few, a plus, a, a plus players. And then it's like C minus and below. Mm-hmm. Well, and, um, and, and, and it be- because it's, it's not as, it's not like, it's not, they're not rolling a B average lineup every single time. There's going to, it's, there's going to be a lot more uh, parity, not parody, but a lot more diversity when you're talking those lineups. So, um, as far as talent is concerned, so they are going to need guys like Niang to take another step forward. They are going to need guys like Allen to to play um, well, to prove that what what he did at the end of the season wasn't just like a, a crap end of game, uh, fluke, and that he actually can be consistent and you know play some damn defense every once in a while. They're going to need Dante Exum to freaking be healthy and and play just to an nth of his potential like there's there's a lot of things that have to go well and like you were saying like when you're once you get to be one of the top teams little things it's the little things that are the difference between being the first best and the third and best. sometimes it takes luck and unfortunately right now in the sometimes- west Yeah. And luck, and, and unfortunately in the West, like there's a, like it's not just luck and being just a little bit better. It's also having like KD, which I mean, has thrown off. And that's why I think people in uh, other teams have become maybe a little disenchanted with like building a team or like, i just, it's the warriors again, running into the warriors. Because even, even myself, when I think about like, Oh, you know, if we get this player, I know we can beat the Rockets. And then I think about like, Warriors with KD, and I'm like, Phew. yeah, nobody's getting them mm-hmm. past them. But if, if uh, but next year it's it's a completely open game. Um, it next year is going to be the first year of it's Giannis's world, and we're all living in it. Um, well, it might be Kawhi in Toronto and because Toronto is going to beat the the Bucks. And what if Kawhi stays? That'd be fun. Kawhi has been amazing. I hope he stays in Toronto. Not be a because I don't want them in the West, but b because, dude, let the East get better. Like it would be, it would be so great for the East not to like for KD to go to the Knicks and the Knicks get better, AD to uh, to go to the Knicks and the Knicks get better, and then you have Brooklyn that gets Kyrie and they get better, and Boston is still staying good because they have Tatum and Hayward and Horford and Brown and then you have Toronto that would be good and you have the magic that okay no i don't believe the magic are really getting better i feel like their playoff thing was a fluke but but you get the idea like you teams these teams are 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 are, are on the way up and so i want to I, I definitely i definitely want to want to see That'd that nice. and plus like the west has got some amazing young talent with that's the other thing the pelicans are going to be better next year Yep,
1: zion williamson's going to be in the west and that's going to be
0: fun uh that's gonna be fun and also <laughs> terrifying and jaw ja John going to to the grizzlies but but the grizzlies i think are like two to three years away they've got nice like, pieces they've
1: got they, uh triple j and he's really good and
0: i love jerry yeah, jackson awesome. jr i'm 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 excited to see him and and jaw in summer league In that's Salt Lake City. right speaking John of grizzlies in are gonna summer, league. Be in, in summer league uh right and jjj yeah JJJ lit it up last year in his first game, like was just drop in threes. They're gonna they're gonna Amazing be a fun release. team and they're
1: gonna be uh and smartly so, they're gonna probably trade Conley to make sure that they lose games next year while at the same time developing talent. Because that's the that's the best yep. way to do it. They'll get another guy and then they'll be they'll be fun. And then you'll it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's that's just kind of how it goes. Like you get your guys, you develop them, and then you just go as far as you can. And you hope that you can win a title. And if you can't, well dang it, it sucks. But at least you did it the right way and then you rebuild after a five to six year period and that's just how it works. And and Yeah. And you just have to
0: hope that Donovan yeah, takes another you're step. You're banking like, on Rudy
1: taking it another uh, step, staying great, and then you're banking on Donovan getting the next level. And then I there's not really a lot else you can do. Like that's just kind of how it goes. I don't I don't know what else what other alternative there is, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't simulate to the end of the season. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny is the, if Donovan somehow two years ago, we had people so angry and uh, maybe we can end on this, but could you imagine if let's say the jazz didn't make the playoffs that first year that Donovan came back and maybe the jazz quietly rested Rudy. And then this jazz team ended up with Luka Doncic. That would have been fun. Uh, but, uh, a lot of people got mad at us for saying tank no,
0: <laughs> but at the same time, but Luka would have been fun. It would have been uh, oh man, can you imagine Donovan Mitchell and Luka Doncic? Perfect, oh perfect my team. gosh, it'd have been perfect. That would have been that would have been amazing. That would have been absolutely amazing. Well, uh, guys, well, oh, and 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 Zion would have been amazing too. You Zion would, would be have been amazing, amazing on the just jazz? for the namesake. KD would be amazing. LeBron James, <laughs> I think LeBron would be great. In fact, I think Shouldn't we should we trade, trade for LeBron. For, you know what I, we should do? We should trade Derek Favors like, oh, for Anthony Davis. Have the Jazz? Did you have you told the Jazz <laughs> Derek they should do Favors this? for Anthony Davis? Works straight across. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I don't think they've thought about it because I haven't seen it in rumors yet. So I I will shoot them a line. <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot. I'll, I'll shoot a text to the to, to the Utah Jazz. A Twitter account and just be like, hey, have you guys have you guys thought about this? <laughs> I think that would because I it, it worked in trade it was, machine. It would work really well. <laughs> I just ran this in trade machine. And you won't believe it. It worked. <laughs> and see that would be my favorite thing is to print call uh prank call the Utah Jazz front office like every day and be like hey uh Milo again um I just ran this in trade machine and it worked. <laughs> um, just thought I'd just like, like, give this to you because I like I'm not sure if you guys have thought about this at all. Like, I don't know who you have working <laughs> for you. Um, but I ran a trade machine. I tested it out with my 2K team. It works out great. Um, all you gotta Why do you- is trade five first rounders and Derek Favors, and you get LeBron. <laughs> Why haven't you done this yet? Maybe you guys should be fired but yeah I'm... 100% of the time works every time well with that we'll call it an end to today's show so catch us on um, be sure to subscribe to us hit us up on iTunes uh, Stitcher on Spotify wherever podcasts are sold and distributed well not all places but a lot of places and always hit us up at com. we have some amazing pieces up there right now and uh and you can get in the comment section and argue about if you would give uh, Rudy Gobert a uh, I'm excited Super for Max. I'm excited for the very not. civil or, comments or if you want uh, about it for the very civil like I this is going to be I when I tweeted out the story about this the first one I was just like this is going to be this this argument is going to burn jazz twitter to the ground guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> This thing, like if we have not burned it to the ground yet, this is going to be this will be the straw that burns the camel's back. It will take it down. It will burn it alive. It uh ah, it's just it's it's because the hard thing is I don't think it is in Rudy's hands. I do think it's in what Utah is able to bring in with them to make them feel the the decision is, is more palatable. But anyway, so catch us, um catch us on uh on twitter at slc dunk on facebook at slc dunk on instagram at slc dunk and you can catch me on twitter at milo and and james on at hansen james so i think i've covered all of our social media bases you guys have a good one peace out y'all talk to you later go secure that bag